Thanks as always for listening. In today's episode, Chris and I discuss the homeworld free RPG day and quick start materials. We look over the rules, we talk about the adventure, and attempt to make some educated guesses about what this game is going to look like, read like, feel like, and play like at the table when it finally comes out. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. Well, Groovy, you only have like 25 minutes, right? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, so we're going we're gonna to talk about Homeworld and the Quick Start and the Free RPG Day Adventure, with, and there's a ton of overlap between those. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's a, a quick reaction would be, would be useful uh, to people. Uh, how do you want to handle this? Do you want to just ask me some questions? Or... I, think we just, I mean, I'm looking through the book now, so I guess okay. we can just run through the rules first and run through the Kickstart. Okay. Um, now I have, I'm going to include some, uh, feedback on commentary that's being kicked around on the discord right now in the Homeworld channel. The easiest way, if you have not seen the, uh, the free quick start, uh, now it's free. Um, or if you don't have the free RPG day stuff, you haven't been able to look at the rules. If you're familiar with Star Trek adventures, it's basically Star Trek adventures. Like this version of the 2d 20 rules is very close to Star Trek Adventures. Uh, six attributes, six skills. They don't call them disciplines. They don't call them skills. They are combat, engineering, flight, command, exploration, and medical. So we swapped out or renamed some of the Star Trek disciplines, but essentially they cover all the same terrain. One's gone then. That sounded like there wasn't a science and this by the way i'm I'm looking at one of the character sheets that was provided with the uh the free rpg day six focuses just like star trek i see four talents per character just like star trek so what's I the attributes see... in star ahead. trek then so the attributes in this are agility brawn coordination insight reason will i can't think off the top of my head what they are in star trek so control fitness fitness move this over here uh control fitness presence daring insight reason so insight and reason are the same and actually yeah that's not really exactly the same because presence no. doesn't have a match no presence doesn't have a match and with homeworld has agility coordination and brawn which are covered by fitness and to an extent daring yeah depending control, on the situation they're not, they're not the same no yeah, the skills is a much closer overlap because yeah. command is the same, engineering is the same. Instead of con, we have flight. Yeah. But it says your character skill at piloting and using the systems of a ship. So it's con. The same. Medicine is the well, medicine medical is the same. Yeah. Um, then we've got combat, but that's basically security. Yep. The funny one is exploration. You think, oh, exploration and science. That's clearly very different. But if you read the if you read what it says, it says, is your character skill in scientific research and study? Oh, so uh, so science then. Yeah. And, and well, the odd thing too with exploration is that 
I would assume, at least the way that, that we read it and the way that it's presented in these rules, that that also covers things like survival. It does, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's broad. It's yeah. really broad. Actually, in some ways, it that one seems more broad than just science. Oh, it definitely is more broad than I, just yeah. science and Star I, Trek. I, I think looking at it, it, it may be too broad from the sense that, like, if, if essentially, if you're not the pilot or the commander, if you put all of your points into combat and exploration, job done. Yeah, you're good to go. Yeah. So yeah, that's, it's that's a bit weird. Yeah. So the 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 but what I was looking at it from, and this is what what stands out to me is that uh, you're. It's still the same. You know, six okay, six attributes. That's pretty. That's pretty much the norm now in all of these these games post Conan. Um, but the fact they call these skills, but they're in, in terms of what they cover and how incredibly yeah. broad they are. It's far more like Star Trek's disciplines. It's not yeah. like the twelve or so skills that are in Octun Cthulhu that are a little more granular. It's definitely not like Conan or Infinity where they're far more granular. Yeah. This is like course to the point of being like a big block of rock that each of these represents yeah i mean luckily we still have focuses so yeah it doesn't matter to some extent that they're super broad because your focuses are still relatively narrow right so like two people could both have exploration four for example but then they're only going to get to count the you know they're only going to get to count that that skill value as double if they're under their focus and then that does make a massive it's the same in combat you yeah, know, you think two people with combat four, they're both good at combat. Yeah, but the guy with combat f with a focus in like knives is totally different to the guy with the focus in in pistols. True, just making these up because True. that is so, a massive difference. Yeah, having the focuses uh, and they're they're the floating focuses like we see in Star Trek Adventures. Um, yeah, that changes things. And like Octun Cthulhu, you can take three injuries before you're taken out or incapacitated. And then again, talents function like ta you have four talents like in Star Trek Adventures, and they function like talents in Star Trek Adventures. They're they're um, in terms of the amount of mechanical impact they have, at least the ones that I've seen from these free materials. They're they're on par with the the amount of mechanical oomph that a uh, a Star Trek Adventures talent would provide. And that's where I'm I'm. You know, I had originally become interested in this, not because I'd ever heard of Homeworld Revelation. I'd never heard of Homeworld as a video game property. And I've learned something about it uh, as I've asked people and done a little bit of reading. It's very old. Like I yeah, played it, it so long ago. Yeah. Uh, but I became interested in this because I wanted to find a, um, a system to stand in for the two dice, the very flat two dice six system in um, Classic or Mongoose Traveler. And for me, like sci like default sci-fi, not Star Trek sci-fi, but default sci-fi, I think it calls for a little more granularity in terms of, of skills and um and whatnot. Because I mean, you think about it, you've got this this universe with all this technology. And and to me, that calls for a degree of specialization and therefore like niche, not optimization, but you leverage your niche. Or, or niches into which you fit. I mean, I think like, you know, Mongoose Traveler has like almost 40 separate skills. It's massive. And then they have some skills that break out into like sub skills. It's too many. Yeah. And, and Infinity has a bunch. Octum Cthulhu, like I said, I think has 12. 
Uh, and I was, my hope and my thought was that this would be a little more toward the granular side, like an, like a, a sci-fi Octone Cthulhu in terms of that level. And, it, and instead, it, it really looks like a clone in a lot of ways mechanically of Star Trek Adventures. Um, there, are some, there are some rules differences um, that we've seen that are in this, uh, this free RPG day uh, material, but that seems to be about it thus far. Well, I'm just looking at like in the and the quick start that I've got from you know the pre-order one. Yeah, there's there's a ship combat section, which is super similar to Star Trek in the sense that we have like commanders have actions and there's helm actions and sensor actions and tactical and communications actions, which is which is what you have in Star Trek. Now they might be different because maybe the ship isn't you know I don't know how well the, but I don't think the ship's helping you as much as it does in Star Trek, but that's it's still. Not, it, you know, it's pretty similar. It's like super similar to what they're doing in Star Trek. Yeah, the big difference with uh, vehicles, ships being obviously part of that, is that instead of like in Star Trek Adventures where the ship assists you and and it acts as a separate, it provides a separate die 20 with its own target number based on its two traits or stats, whatever you want to call them. Uh, in Homeworld, you take one of the ship's stats and your skill, or rather, not your skill. Uh, your uh, oh no, your right. skill. Yes, you yes, use one of the ship plus your skill. Yeah, yeah. So you use one of the ship's attributes and your skill to make the roll. And to me, that that, that cool. makes sense. Yeah, I like, like a smaller ship instead yeah. of this giant crude thing. So that's something. Well, some of the ships in Homeworld are massive. Like sort of, you know, they've taken the whole. I mean, maybe they won't be in the game, but like the whole point of the original Homeworld is that you were. Almost like Battlestar, you were escaping something. Yeah. You had a giant ship with little ships that you sent out of it. So I don't know if it'll go up to that scale, but I mean that's what the game had. So that's and that's what I've also read from a lot of people is this question of well, you know, this large like massive fleet actions. So fleet level actions by massive ships is a part of the homeworld identity. And so the question is, will how will that be expressed? Um, because it seems to me like Star Trek Adventures, the way the ship acts as an assist, that to me, I don't know why, but that just seems to make sense for this yeah. massive ship with all these people working these separate, uh, you know, separate consoles and, and control panels and things like that. Whereas this, the combination of the, 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 the attribute for the ship and the skill for the user, like that fits more the fighter pilot with a joystick. Yeah. You know, um, so I don't know how maybe it'll be different for the uh, for the the fleet level stuff, but uh, but we don't know right now. You know, now supposedly the final book is at the the IP owners being reviewed right now. Cool. Uh, that's supposedly the status of it. That the Modifius folks have said that th their their work is basically done. They're waiting for it to be signed off on so they can they can ship it. Uh, so I, I don't, I, it seems odd that they would have two different role mechanics for starship combat. Uh, no, I imagine it'll just be either these rules for when you're in charge of the ship or maybe, and, but maybe there'll be a set of rules for fleet level rules. Mm -hmm. I mean, Star Trek, we had to wait until, was it the red book that it's the command book that the that. fleet, the fleet but, rules are in you know, and they're not suspect, that long. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get extra rules in Homeworld. I think I feel like it's going to be another one and done. I know they say they'll say it isn't, but 
we've seen a bunch of these now. Um, you know, Dishonored, Fallout. Um, you know, they, they well, they come out since since they stopped doing Kickstarters anyway. They released the, you know, well, June actually has had extra stuff, but yeah. a lot of these have been kind of. I guess it's if they sell a load from the original core book then they look at selling more and if the original core book doesn't sell a lot why would you bother making more yeah um so is the is the adventure in the free rpg thing then the same as the one in the original quick start or is it not remind me the original quick start does it have a team of i think it does i think it is the same it's it, the, the characters are accompanying an archaeologist to this massive ship that's crashed out in the desert yeah that's it yep yeah, Same so the, the the job of the the characters in this is to accompany an archaeologist, hello, an archaeologist out to this massive ship called the Cartoba. Yeah. Um and and explore different portions of it while dealing with some of the hazards that are that are of the ship and also dealing with some like religious faction that doesn't want anyone messing around with the stuff in the ship and then it 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 ends with uh them hopefully recovering this thing called the guide stone and then becoming heroes to their people so they can leave their home world like battlestar galactica and go find earth or <laughs> whatever they're supposed to find so so have you played have you played through the whole because it's only like when I mean, it says it's only five scenes so yes it, did you, you play through the whole thing then yes and how did it go? Uh, it went all right. Um, now, those of you who are listening who are GMs, we, we all know what happens when you take a story and you take scenes that has some kind of plot and then you inject players into it and they all go sideways. <laughs> we know how that happens. So, um, yeah, it went pretty well. Um, my players made some decisions and went directions that I think the adventure didn't assume or predict so well. Uh, like out in the desert and scene one, they ended up um, they ended up luring some of the the other faction to their position, capturing them, taking their clothes and using that as a way like their cloaks and stuff, using okay. that as a way to close the distance to the ship more undercover. And then they got into the ship. Once they were in the ship, they um, they went through the three locations, um, but not necessarily, I think, in the order that was the order that's presented as the predicted or preferred order they didn't they didn't do that um now i will say that and this this was a good thing me knowing nothing about the canon me knowing nothing about the background of this setting when i first read it i didn't feel like i had enough to present there's there's a level of like wonder and ooh and ah and awe that's that I think is supposed to be baked into this. Like your characters are going to be because of who they are and culturally what they're all about. They're going to experience awe inside this ship. And initially when I read it, I didn't feel like I had the chops like knowledge wise and based on what was written to get that to my, the, my players. And when we right. sat down at the table, like none of them knew any, anything more about the setting than I did. But once we got going, and that natural back and forth between a GM and players, as I started to describe things and they started asking questions and I started picking up on like, what was piquing the player's sense of interest and wonder, describing this massive ship 
with all these cultural artifacts that were related to them, even though my players didn't know what any of it was, and I didn't either, there was enough of a, of a connection that they were able as players to appreciate the awe that their characters would feel. So I was surprised by that. I actually, and I'm not saying like, oh, I'm so awesome or whatever, but I think there was enough in it and I listened enough that that, that went well. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, I did have to, and I'm paging through this right now. I did end up, I wouldn't say flubbing, but I, I deliberately altered scene four, uh, and made it more of a, um, if you're a player and listening, plug your ears, but in scene four, there's a, there's a, a set of things that are supposed to happen in this, like, uh, this temple like structure that's deep inside the ship where this guide stone thing is, is to be found. And I decided to do it a little differently because I thought it was a little more interesting. I, I, I ran it a little more like the um, the opening scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where <laughs> the temple is, I mean, in effect, is collapsing and they're about to be sealed in. And this this uh, this prize that they're after is about to be sealed away. And I rearranged and I changed some of the challenges so that it was more like that instead of exactly how it was presented. And then the final scene where the vehicle combat comes in ideally uh, where they would steal some of these, uh, this other factions vehicles and, and zip off into the, the dry desert air. We ended up, I mean, I had a four hour block at the game store where I was running this and we were at like 350, 355 <laughs> by the time we got to that, uh, that scene five, a flight towards freedom. So instead of having them, instead of playing out the vehicle combat rules, we just we hand waved that after they subdued the crew of one of those flyers and then they they took off and then i quickly read the um uh the closing uh the closing epilogue of them being honored by their people in very much end of star wars episode four a new hope fashion <laughs> uh, as they they understand that they're going to go off toward their home so again very very battlestar galactica feeling um there so the players enjoyed it. Um, I, I, there was what out of the, out of my four players, two of them I had gamed with before, but don't know well, and the other two were uh, complete strangers to me, and it, it worked. Uh, there's enough in this, you know. If you look through it, there are one, two, there are four adversary uh, stat blocks. There's one NPC, the, the archaeologist stat block. And then there are stat blocks for two vehicles. And then there are five um, pre-generated uh, PCs. And so, I mean, if you knew anything about the setting or if you wanted to just make up some stuff, there's enough to keep, there's enough to pull a little more story or adventure out of this uh, if you wanted to. It's not like a, a, a full-on one-and-done um, adventure. So you could, I think you could get more love out of it if you wanted to. Oh, it's nice that they... Well, it's nice for people that got hold of it. They released it for free when I had to pay for this a year ago. But yeah, like, you know, this was thrown out as a pre-order to the as a you know thing for the pre-order for the book. I'm still just surprised that it's taken so long for the the book to come out because I don't think anything's. Well, it's got to be tough. I mean, when you're when you're a licensee and you are yeah. 
you know, you're having to pass back. It all depends on the relationship and how uh, with the licensor and, you know, how much of how much control they, I mean, we've talked about with Marvel, you know, superheroes yeah. games and stuff that, that, you know, it, it varies by, um, it varies by licensor. And, um, and I mean, also depend on how far along it was. So things yeah. like, you know, like fallout, obviously that was licensed as well, but fallout was announced and we got and the book and the PDF, the BDS came I think pretty much straight away. Um, and like June was a weird one because we kind of got this, like this half book, an adventure, mm -hmm. which, which was a big, quick start, kind of like this. But then it wasn't actually that long until we got like the main PDS of June and then we got the book. So obviously there's no way of knowing how far along was the main book when they decided to do the pre-order. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it just, you know, it was that funny thing where we sort of at the end of, I think it was the end of 2020, we had a whole bunch of, things like acting cthulhu and fallout and june and all of them came out during last year and then we got the homeworld pre-order and then there's been this very long wait whereas yeah. none of those actually did we have to wait that long um yeah i'm i'm still interested in it although i i i will admit a uh i am a little curious or a lot curious actually one of the things that i I really appreciate, and I feel like Modifius has done really well in all of these um, all of these games that they've done based on existing worlds, is that there's something about how they shape the system and provide additional layers to the system that, to me, push the group toward the vibe that that world needs. Like Star Trek with six disciplines and the scientific method and things like that. Yeah. The, the vibe you want at the table of highly competent, you know, A-list explorers with good intentions, uh, it, the mechanics facilitate that. Conan facilitates that vibe. Octum Cthulhu, I mean, it's their creation, but I think those rules facilitate the, the two-fisted, you know, pulpy action that the yeah. setting says it's all about. And so the 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 head scratching that I'm doing over Homeworld is I don't know enough about the setting and the supposed vibe to know where the system should push it. And the problem for me is that I'm looking at a system that functions basically like Star Trek Adventures. Yeah. I, I think part of the problem with that is, I mean, you're right, because like the ones you haven't mentioned, like Infinity, they went a very specific way, but they went down. Like Infinity is based on a, a, a miniatures war game, but they yeah. went very much down the sort of the intrigue and and screwing each other over thing. And that's how the game plays out, which is great. Yeah. And then Dishonored, like we've looked at, and Dishonored really does make you play this sort of stealthy hide and behind things. And Fallout is done as a survival, you know, grinding things out, trying to get things. So the other ones do work for their properties, even the ones off games. But I think one of the differences is, even though it's like Dishonored is a good example. This Homeworld only, to my knowledge, consists of three games. Homeworld 1 and 2 were both space fleet level like strategy games. And then there was another one, which was, I think, more like set on a planet, but I think it was still a strategy game. Now, I think that's part of the problem. That is a massive difference in a strategy game where you control a fleet compared to both Dishonored and Fallout, where you play a character. You know, just, yeah. Although Dishonored, there's only two and a half Dishonored games, they are set in you know, a world which has a very clear setting and there's other characters and you have a character, but there's other things going on in that world which gives you plots and things to go off. And likewise, Fallout, you know, there's a bunch of Fallout games, but they're all post-apocalyptic world and the, and the game does a good job of capturing that. This is essentially, you know, like, to my knowledge, this isn't a game where you have characters. 
I mean, there might be NPCs in the game, but you know, these are these are strategy war games. So if you're turning a strategy war game into a into a role playing game, I mean, this kind of thing. If they turn this into a board game, that that to me would have made perfect sense. I I don't know how you know. To my knowledge, there isn't because sh- I've only played like bits of Homeworld one and maybe a bit of two, and they were like, you know, you you go to the next area, you fight some more people, you build more ships. That was, I mean, that's as much as I've played of it. Maybe the, I think there's more of a story around that. But the story is an, kind of an individual character story. So that then would Horrible. make it difficult. So it would kind of make sense to go, well, what's the closest we've got to this thing? Oh, well, you know, actually Star Trek isn't too far away from that. But I, I, I take your point. They probably, maybe they actually realized having done it, or well, we haven't got enough, What you know. To be honest, I don't know why they chose it. It yeah. seems like a really weird choice for me. Like, Dishonored was kind of a weird choice because there'd only been two real games and then sort of like a spin-off game. But like there was an interesting world there. So at least I understood kind of like maybe why they went with that. Fallout's like big and it's been around for ages. Homeworld, like the first two Homeworld games came out years and years and years ago. And the third one like literally came out and I missed it completely. And so I found it a really strange property that they, I don't whether that maybe they didn't go after it. Maybe someone came to them. So it seems like a, a, you know, a strange property to have gone for. And maybe then they have had problems with, oh, how do we make this different? Because certainly I wouldn't, I'd have to get the, that's why I'm waiting for the book because when the book comes out, it might tell me how to do it. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, who knows? I mean, this is all conjecture on our part yeah. because we don't, we, we don't know like the internal talk within Modiphius and how this all happened. But I, I wonder if, uh, you know, with, with, a, with a setting a, that's more about a big picture story and, and and top level action rather than individuals, which is fitting for a role playing game. I wonder if that's maybe maybe that's part of the maybe that's a complicating factor as because for a role playing game you're going to need to provide story that's beneath the clouds. Yeah, you know the story's got to be down on the ground, not only you know at the thirty thousand foot view. So maybe maybe who knows? You know I, I remember that. Um, in the 80s and into the early 90s when FASA had the Star Trek license and also similar to when West End Games had the Star Wars license that they they created a lot of what yeah. for a while was seen as canon yeah. and and some of that has some of that was good and some of that the the owners of those IPs liked and some they did not uh and so who knows who knows i'm just what i don't want is a game that system-wise feels like Star Trek Adventures, but supposedly isn't. Uh, you know, I mean, just looking through the rules. I know it's only a quick start, but looking through the rules, it it looks like Star Trek, but without the scientific method. Now, maybe yeah. the the ideas of how you play the game are different, and the scientific method is part of what makes Star Trek Star Trek. But yeah, kind of that's my that'd be my take from kind of reading this obviously until we get the book we don't know because maybe there's a whole world of cool adventures out there um that are written out but well yeah. it'd be also it'd be interesting podcasts. too if we had a a more like the star trek adventures fleet level uh rules are pretty narrative in fact they're quite narrative and meant to just provide some structure to hand waving a story and the GM saying, okay, I want this fleet level action to turn out this kind of way or be sort of like this. And you have some structure that can, can lead that process. I would love to see rules that give you the ability to have, you know, small ships 
doing like small fighter type stuff and then also have rules that are more detail for um for big picture you know capital ship usage because that would be a I, to me that would be a, a significant interesting addition to like 2d20 canon or 2d20 rules possibilities as a whole um but again not knowing what is the character level vibe of homeworld other than Battlestar Galactica ish as best yeah. I can tell and, and how's that going to be facilitated by the mechanics which again look very much like Star Trek Adventures it's just a big question mark and that, that yeah. seems to be the the main line of questioning and discussion on the discord of people saying we, we just we don't know when this is going to come out we don't know what it's going to look like yeah I think when it comes out it'll be clear and I think I kind of I, I pre-ordered it for a similar reason. You, one that they said, if you pre-ordered, you got this quick start straight away, which I then didn't read. Um, <laughs> but also because it was like, right, well, this is going to be an interest in sci-fi, which is maybe more than just Star Trek, which is, you know, Star Trek's cool, but Star Trek, Star Trek is very hard to play like a different kind of, like you said, a traveler kind of Star Trek. Um, so, you know, that'd be, so that's kind of what I was hoping for. But yeah, if it's more like Battlestar actually, then. I mean, because Battlestar is actually was kind of, I thought that was a weird property to do role playing games for as well. Because the first one was like, you know, we land on a planet and there's a, an adventure this week, kind of, you know, the first one you could see how that's in the dinner. We land on a random outpost and stuff yep. happens. Whereas the second one was like, you know, more about politics and stuff, which was very hard to tell, you know, how do you do that as a role playing game unless you're like absolute genius at having Just all play these vampire. NPCs and all the politics? <laughs> vampire um, in space. Which was a cool yeah. program to watch, but I don't. I think it'd be really hard to run a role playing thing for. So I think this is obviously more of the we're going to go to planets and discover things. But who knows? I guess the reality is we just have to wait and see when the book comes out, and, uh, and then we can do a review of that then. That's what we'll do. So in the meantime, though, if you get your hands on the free RPG Day uh, Quick Start or the well, the Quick Start, um, do it. I mean, I suggest taking a look over it. It's well put together. Uh, there are some typos, as one would expect but that's not a big deal. The pre-generated characters are varied enough and there's enough information, as I said, in the materials that you could, you could run some adventures or if you felt like just stealing this stuff, forgetting about the backdrop of which we know very little and saying, I'm going to run like a, you know, bandits at the spaceport adventure or whatever, and just reskin some of these with different names. I think you could, you could beat on the rules and see how they, how they feel. I think it's definitely worth a look. And it's free. And it's free, exactly. The only thing it costs you is time. <laughs> Interested to see if that's a release the PDF free on like, you know, drive through or their website or something. But yeah. Wait and see. Yeah. Ah, well, there we go. There we go. And we made it within your time limit too. Hey, thanks for listening. And in our next episode, we are going to talk about the idea of balance, how so many systems have balance, whatever that's supposed to mean, built into character creation and especially built into encounter design. So that's our next episode. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash Fluff and Crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much.